0: When a fast food chicken restaurant is built on the site of an ancient Native American burial ground, the displaced spirits unite with the ghosts of exterminated chickens and transform into Indian chicken zombies seeking revenge. Now it's up to a dim-witted counterboy, his lesbian ex-girlfriend, and a burka-wearing fry cook to put an end to the foul-feathered menace once and for all. A hilarious mix of social satire, extreme gore, and hauntingly catchy musical numbers. *Poultrygeist: Night of the Chicken Dead, is the most gut-busting and outrageous movie in Troma's 35-year history possibly the best reviewed independent film since Blood Simple. I'm
1: Corey and I'm Paul and we are the, the B Movie Bros. We review B movies to the best of our abilities.
0: Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week on what is actually our uh, final week of Bird Month, we bring you the 2006 epic film Poultrygeist: Night of the Chicken Dead.
1: Ooh.
0: This is another film out of the Troma Library, which uh, we're we're getting more and more acquainted with on this show. So you heard what the back of the exclusive 3Disc Collector's Edition DVD had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our
1: take and our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Want to start with the uh, top three? Why not? All right, I'll go first. For number three... This movie makes fun of both liberal protesters and conservative big business owners, and doesn't even pretend to have a moral lesson. I really like that fact. I love when movies have absolutely no moral lesson. Number two, boobs. Enough said. Number one, the lines in the songs and the dialogue are actually really clever. I was impressed. Number three,
0: the brutality that happens after 68 Minutes is fantastic. There's blood everywhere. Limbs getting chopped off. Things getting bitten off. Chickens popping out of places where they shouldn't pop out of. You know, for a gore hound, it is just beauty. It is a blooming flower. Number 2. The General's chicken transformation. You know, I've seen a lot of movies with transformation sequences. I know one of the most famous ones a lot of people talk about is uh an American Werewolf in London, which does have a nice transformation sequence. It is, it is brutal. It's its got the bone crunching and everything else. But there's just so much more with the General's Chicken transformation. It's brutal. It's violent. It's clucking awesome. And number one for me actually happens to be the jokes, but namely the character names. Within this movie, which takes place at a fast food restaurant, we have characters such as Wendy... Of the fast food chain, Wendy's. Arby, from Arby's. Carl Jr., from Carl Jr.'s and Hardee's. We've got Paco. Paco, Bell. Yeah, Paco Bell. Hmm, I wonder what he could be making fun of. Couldn't be Taco Bell. Not at all. We've got Denny of Denny's. We've got Hummus.
1: And we've got Jared,
0: formerly of Subway.
1: Yeah, that was actually really clever. All right, for the bottom three, I put his number three. There's too much anal penetration in this movie, and not in the way that you're thinking. Broomsticks, chickens, the whole gambit. Dead people fist and shit like that. It's kinda kinda weird. Number two, this guy having sex with a dead chicken. And that's just not cool. Number one, there's just too much gross-out humor in this movie, which I understand it is a low-budget film, and it's supposed to be kind of um, gross and just, like, shit you wouldn't see in a normal movie. But the dialogue is actually really intelligent and clever in this movie, so I felt like there was just too much of the gross-out humor, and it kind of overshadowed some of the more clever jokes and things like that. So I think it had a balancing problem as far as the Gross! That humor and the intelligent comedy.
0: For me, number three was actually the uh, the bestiality with a dead
1: chicken. I am not a fan of bestiality, um, and yeah, it's 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 just kind of gross. Is it really bestiality if it's a dead chicken? Isn't just using a sex toy? I mean, if, they, um, if a dildo is made out of leather, that's technically a dead cow. Mm. So, um, number two for me, alcohol kills this
0: movie shows and states that the only way to kill the chicken dead is through the use of alcohol because that is the quote-unquote red man's weakness. You know, first off, you're stereotyping. You're saying that all people of Indian heritage have a low tolerance for alcohol and therefore alcohol is what kills the chicken
1: dead. Listen, alcohol is the lifeblood. Alcohol makes you live. If a glass of red wine helps you live longer than vodka is the elixir of life.
0: I mean, my great grandfather who lived to be over 100 drank a shot of whiskey every day and a dip, a chewing tobacco every day, same time, same place, same brand for decades. And he lived nice and long. So you know what? You can't tell me that alcohol kills movie. Number one, surprisingly, I find this worse than the alcohol killing. This movie is an hour, 42 minutes. The chicken dead don't actually show up until an hour, three minutes into the movie. Now, you might be saying, oh, you've got a good 39 minutes of chicken dead going on. Well, fuck you. First off, you got credits. Credits take time. So let's just be generous and say that's three minutes of the movie is the credits. Well, then you've got 36 minutes of chicken dead. Well, compound that with the fact that most horror movies, especially quote-unquote zombie movies, introduce the zombies within the first half hour of the movie. Well, you got shit out of luck. This movie takes too long to get started. Indeed. And you know, the top and bottom three. Now, Paul said he liked the dialogue, so let's get ourselves into a
1: little bit of a quote war. Quote war. All right, Paul, why don't you start us off? I'll be watching Alex Jazeera. Watching you like CNN.
0: Revenge is a dish best served fried.
1: We need action before they turn the class into lesbians. The chicken has declared jihad on us all. You fucking drunk. Now is not the time. Your hands are all over me like an octopus. I don't mean to complain, but there's a severed penis in my sloppy Jose. Eat my meat, you vegan whores.
0: And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you would like to tell us who you think won this episode's edition of Quote Wars, or you have a favorite quote from this movie that you would like to share with us, please leave it here in our comments, on SoundCloud, on our website at bmoviebros.com, on Facebook, or where have you. I think it's about time we give this movie our final take. Remember, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Remember, our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Paul, number score? I give this a 3 out of 10. Oh, uh, coincidentally, I gave this a 3 out of 10 as well, and I have to say, mon Dieu, Poultrygeist is a shitstorm that just doesn't stop. Between the sexuality, brutality, and fast food jokes, I just don't know where to begin. The awesome brutality is a good start. Oh, no, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, this is a musical. I love the fast food references and jokes that really are cleverly used within the dialogue. You know, Between those jokes and the references to other trauma films, it was hard for me to stop laughing. When the gore really gets going at the 63-minute mark, it really rolls, (laughs) and it's magnificent, with blood everywhere. Also, there are plenty of bare-breasted babes bringing this film to a wonderful category of awesome B-movie. It's great to share, or enjoy alone,
1: even if it's a little fucked in the head. Trauma movies are like hookers. They tend not to disappoint, as long as you're looking for something cheap, but gets the job done. Poltergeist, Night of the Chicken Dead, offers a lot of laughs from the ridiculous plot to the surprisingly clever jokes. On top of that, it's a musical, which makes some of the lines even better in context. However, movies of this type and caliber tend to have lots of toilet humor, which is sometimes funny, but mostly disgusting and over-the-top, and tries just way too hard to be shocking. Poltergeist displays just how smart Roman movies can be, yet it still plays tribute to the low-budget comedy elements of a B-movie. I enjoyed most of this movie, but unfortunately the gross act jokes tended to go on for far too long and overshadowed some of the more clever elements this film had to offer. There was a balancing problem with the humor in this movie, but to be honest, I'm not even sure where to begin, to begin with that one.
0: Now, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do,
1: so we like to give every B-movie review
0: an A-movie companion and tell you why this A-movie is the same as the B-movie we reviewed, just about higher class and standard.
1: For me, I picked the 1984 classic, Red Dawn. I picked Saving Private Ryan from 1998. So
0: I have to say that Red Dawn from 1984 is the same movie as Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead from 2006, because both movies have our characters fighting against an evil force, whether it's the commies or, you know, hippies. Both movies have unlikely heroes in Red Dawn. It's the high schoolers who were out on a camping weekend. In *Poultrygeist*, it's Arby. Both movies involve rituals. You know, in *Poultrygeist*, Indian curses are rituals, and in *Red Dawn*, you know they drink the deer blood after killing the first deer on their hunt. Both movies have a final confrontation where most of the characters die, and. The show South Park had an episode called Grey Dawn, which was based on the movie Red Dawn, which revolves around a restaurant. And Poultry Geist also has their plot revolving around a restaurant. Therefore, Red Dawn from 1984 is the same movie
1: as Poultry Geist from 2006. That was a great fucking episode of South Park, too. So, Saving Private Ryan is an A-movie version of Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead, because... Both movies have characters wearing military uniforms. The soldiers in Saving Private Ryan wore marine uniforms, and the uniforms for the American Chicken Bunker from Poltergeist resemble United States Army uniforms. The characters of both movies are fighting against an evil force. Soldiers in Saving Private Ryan are fighting against Nazis in World War II, and the characters in Poltergeist are fighting against demonic chicken zombies. There is a giant battle at the end of both movies in which most of the main characters... Die, And at the end of both movies, even the most cowardly of characters shows bravery during the final battle.
0: And there you have it. If you want to watch an A-movie version of Poultry Geist, check out Red Dawn from 1984 or Saving
1: Private Ryan from 1998.
0: Now I think it's time for everyone's favorite part. It's time to find out how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. I'll give you some drinking games for the movie and then so shall Paul. Number one. Every time a song starts, take a drink. Number two, whenever there are boobs on screen, take a drink. Number three, whenever you find a fast food joke, whether it's a name, a pun, or anything else, take a drink. Number four, anytime there's anal penetration, finish your drink. And number five, of course, because it is bird month, anytime
1: someone uses their bird, take a drink. Oh my. Every time someone takes a shit, Take a drink. Every time you hear a fast food pun, take a drink. Every time there's a reference to another Troba movie, take a drink. And every time sex is either implied or blatantly referred to, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. Now, I think because this is a
0: musical, we have to give an honorary mention to the best song of the movie. I believe
1: it was fast food love. I believe the same thing. That one just kind of summed up the whole movie, and it was by far the most catchy. It was the most catchy. It had
0: the the best written dialogue, actually, of the movie within that song. It was full saying of, a lot, too. Full of fast food jokes. It had more tips than any other song. And really, that's what it's all about. And really, it was the most songy of the songs. A lot of the other stuff was really gimmicky or, like, kind of geared towards a certain character. Where I know this was the love theme for the movie, but it actually felt like a song it didn't seem forced like every other song in the movie did
1: yeah no i agree that one was by far my favorite it's really the main one i remember to remember from the movie too. well i think we should rank all
0: four movies again like we did last week
1: yeah last time we uh, had some technical difficulties the first time we recorded this one so because we love you guys we re-recorded it and we're putting it up this week only one week late
0: so for me, number four this month was Night of the Wear rooster There was no fucking Were-Rooster on screen, motherfucker. Number three was Birdemic, Shock and Terror. Because you know what? It was just such a disaster. It was a beautiful thing. Number two was Killing," You know... There were just great lines. It was really campy. It was short, sweet, and to the point. And you know what? Somebody got stuffed. Oh, yeah. And number one, Poultry Guys, Night of the Chicken Dead, the best action, the best dialogue, the best musical numbers. It
1: just all around was the best of the month. For me, number four was Night of the Were-Rooster. It just really wasn't that good, and there was no fucking were-rooster at all present in the movie. For number three, I picked Poltergeist. I really liked the film. It was fun, but the gross-out humor is at times a little too much for me. I've watched the movie about four times, but you really gotta space out how often you watch it. For number two, Killing. It's got a fucking killer turkey with some great one-liners. I mean, how often do you get that? Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Exactly. And number one, Birdemic. This movie is such a colossal failure that it just wins in every possible way. It is so fucking bad that you just can't help but love it. I would watch this movie every day of my life if I could. And the best part about it, like The Room, like Troll 2, it was trying really hard to be a serious movie. And it was just so inept that it completely failed to be serious at all. And it was just so magnificent. It goes down in the legends of So Bad It's Good movies. And I just feel honored to have been able to watch that that colossal failure. If you have any questions,
0: comments, or concerns, you can leave them here or on our website at bmoviebros.com. For anything in the Pittsburgh area, which is where we're from, you can check out our friends over at RiversEdgePGH.com. If you would like to join us next week, we'll be heading into December with Christmas month. We'll be starting it off with the 1974 slasher classic, Black Christmas. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back next week.